Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everybody? And welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host. Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at PrimaMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, though, let's get into what Troy Eggman had to say uh, this weekend because he stirred the pot out of nowhere. Now, it is draft week. We'll get into plenty of draft content tonight, but I wanted to open up the show with this because I had some fun writing about it on Saturday. I thought that it was a fun quote and one that was kind of nostalgic as well because you might have forgotten this. You might have moved on to greener pastures, but... There was a time in Cowboys lore that you could not get through one full minute of conversation about the Dallas football Cowboys without falling into the, should Tony Romo start when he comes back or should this be Dak Prescott's team? You might remember that time back in 2016. Uh, I remember being there at AT&T Stadium for the Halloween night game between the Cowboys and the Eagles. And I remember walking out of the stadium through the tunnels and kind of yelling with everybody and chanting, Eagle suck, because that was a comeback win in which Dak Prescott finds Jason winning in the end zone. And I remember just like every fan didn't know each other. They just, everyone was talking about, should this be Dak's team? Should this be Romo's team? And anyways, just for fun, I wanted to, you know, touch on that quote from Troy Eggman in case you missed it. Here is what he had to say in a charity event for Dak this weekend. Roger Stelbeck, per David Moore from the Dallas Morning News, said the following. Dak has never cowered to the expectations of winning the Super Bowl. Okay, so far so good. You know, some praise for Dak Prescott. Well-deserved praise. And then he said, he is the only one I've heard since I have played that is really adamant about that being the standard for a Cowboys quarterback. Uh, let me read it again because you might have missed it. He's the only one I've heard since I have played. Since I have played. Hmm. Who, who, who else has played between Troy Eggman and Dak Prescott? Do you, can, can anybody think of anyone? Oh, right. Oh, right. Tony Romo. So my question for me to you guys before we move on to draft content is the following. Fair or foul? Let me know in the chat. What do you think? I'm going to give you my answer as well here. But was Troy Aikman's comment fair or foul? Let me know in the chat. While you do that, let me talk to you about our friends who are making this show possible for all of us tonight. (laughs) 
streamingmazda.net. Because as always, you guys know they make this show possible. We're talking about a Freeman Mazda dealership over at Irving, Texas, but also about the website. Remember, you can browse through their wide range of new and used vehicles, as well as pictures of every car, features of every vehicle, A-plus customer service, and around this time here on Prime Time, it is time for us to discuss the ride of the week. In this case, it is the 2023 Mazda CX-30 2.5S preferred all-wheel drive. Let me talk to you about this vehicle. It starts at $29,820. It's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, rain-sensing wipers, adaptive cruise control, blind spot monitor for your comfort, and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 in the city. That goes up to 33 when you are in the highway. Make sure you check out the ride of the week over at freemanmazda.net. Shout out to them for making the show possible on this week more than any other week. The NFL Draft Week, we're excited about it. We'll move on to that in a few moments here. But before we do that, what do you think? Fair or foul? Let's see what you guys have to say. Shout out to everyone in the chat, by the way. I have not said hi. Uh, fair, says Katharina. Frederick says 100% fair. Mark Aaron goes with fair. What about Quincy, though? <laughs> Bruce got the toxic use, says fair as well. Uh, Katharina talking about, you know, voting for Romo, though. Just wrong, says Gregory. Who else is out here saying fair or foul? Let's see what you guys have to say. Romo said his life is good without winning a Super Bowl, says manage everything. Gilbert also goes with fair. Hey, listen, I love that, you know, looking back at that debate and thinking about the fun times that we had talking Romo versus Dak. And we will save, we will save the, the question of who was the best quarterback for another day. I think that is the mature, the mature thing to do here. But I wrote about this and I'm going with fair for my answer, just because Igman's quote kind of centers around leadership. And I'm going to say this, as much as I liked watching Tony Romo's career and as much as I think he's underrated in his career as a Cowboy quarterback, I do think Prescott beats him easily in terms of leadership skills and just being that guy in the locker room. I, I do think... Prescott has him beat right there. We can talk about, you know, where both rank in Cowboys history another day. Just talking about leadership skills, Prescott is widely acknowledged as one of the best leaders in the NFL. Just one Walter Payton Man of the Year has been followed by, you know, his teammates, and they'll they'll go to war any time of the of the day for for him. So. Yeah, I do think it's fair what Troy Aikman said. And, and maybe Romo had that, you know, kind of infamous attitude sometimes in which, you know, uh, more than one insider has already said that Romo didn't show up when he was hurt in 2016. So I, I'm going fair. Clemente says, leadership got Dak one and done. Simple facts, says Clemente. I'm not sure I got that one, though. Leadership got Dak one and done. Simple facts. Roman Dak, bad place at the wrong time, says Mark Aaron. 
Roman was smart, though, says Joey Bella. And I agree with that. I, I do, definitely do. So anyways, by the way, thank you for being here. Do me a favor and hit the like button. Share the stream if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Let your friends know about the show. There's about uh, 70 of us combining YouTube and Facebook right now, and we are at like 10 likes. We need to take that number up. We need to bring that number up. Uh, so do me a favor and hit the thumbs up. It helps me put this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. It is draft week. Well, almost draft week. It is Sunday night, so we can treat it as such. But, you know, tomorrow night we might have a guest around these parts. We're going to get a draft analyst in here working on getting an interview that I want to get for, for draft week that I think would be pretty insightful and interesting for all of us. I'll let you know what happens on that front later in the week, I, I hope. And of course, there's just going to be a, a ton of draft content for you all on this channel. Uh, also, make sure you check out Skywalker Steel's morning show as always. And now we can get into the draft. One thing that I wanted to get into was the top needs of the team. And then we'll move on to a former Cowboy Scout listing what he believes will be the board for the Cowboys in terms of wide receivers for round two. And then we'll get into the conversation of potentially drafting a kicker. My question for me to you to open things up with the needs is, what is the biggest need for the Cowboys heading into the 2023 NFL draft? Now, granted, this doesn't necessarily mean what should the Cowboys pick in the first round. Because it's also about who's the best player available. It's also about a positional value and all of that. But right now, what would you say is the biggest need for the Dallas Cowboys heading into the week? Left guard, says Mark Aaron. John and Vinny and Rex all kind of agree. Uh, Vinny says O-line. Rex Morgan also says left guard. John had said offensive line too. So right now, majority ends were offensive line and I think if we get more specific people are going with interior offensive line and if we're going to get even more specific left guard Robert agrees Katharina agrees Paul agrees Joey Bella as well Gregory goes defensive tackle slash left guard I ranked the needs for the Cowboys and I divided them in three tiers let's look at them right now primary needs for the Cowboys let me change the slide real quickly. I've got interior offensive line as the main one. And then I have two other primary needs. I'm going with tight end. I might be higher on the tight end need than, than most. And then I'm going with interior defensive line. Right? So where do you land? And plenty, plenty of people are going with, you know, plenty of people are going with, with offensive line so far. I'm going with tight end too. And here's the deal. I know Peyton Hendershot, Jake Ferguson, pretty exciting players, had impressive rookie seasons. And Jake Ferguson showed us what he can do after the catch, right? At times, he was even compared to guys like Travis Kelsey because of what he was doing with the ball on his hands. It was pretty impressive. And yet, those two combined had 30 catches and 277 yards. I cannot 
treat that position as, oh, it's going to be a smooth transition from a guy who had over 800 receiving yards two years ago and then another productive season, even though he was hurt, it's not as smooth as it seems. So I, I cannot say that, you know, oh, the Cowboys are good on that front. I cannot act like Hendershot and Ferguson are surefire bets. Not to mention that the Cowboys want to run 12 personnel sometimes. They might want to run 13 and 14 personnel. Sure, maybe that was kind of a Kellen Moore thing when he was running the offense. But if you're in Dallas, why wouldn't you keep running those kind of packages in the red zone when you already have the know-how? When it worked so well for you just a season ago in those scoring opportunity situations. So I do think the Cowboys need a tight end. I do think, and this is extra, but that the first round might benefit them in the sense that they're, it, there is likely to be one of their top tight ends with a 26th overall pick. Even Michael Meyer from Notre Dame could be in there. And allegedly, he's a guy the Cowboys won't pass on. Uh, Dame Brugler said that on his mock draft. Matt Miller had his today, and he quoted a rival scout as saying that there is no way in hell that Jerry Jones passes on Michael Meyer. So we know that Michael Meyer is not, uh, excuse me, we know that Jerry Jones is not making the pick, but we know that the Cowboys more than likely love Michael Meyer. And I say that because he's been linked to the Cowboys by many top insiders. Mel Kuyper also had him on his mock going to the Cowboys. Uh, I do think, ladies and gentlemen, that is that if Meyer is there, he's he's almost surely be, uh, go going to be the pick. So uh, tight end to me is a primary need. Defensive line to me is clearly a need. Ozo Diusuwa had over fifty percent of the defensive snaps last year. Second place among Cowboys defensive tackles was Neville Gallimore with 35, 36%, more or less. So they, they need depth, but they also need to maybe upgrade the starting lineup. Sure, Jonathan Hankins is back. He's clearly the nose tackle, but you also want to have like a versatile group for different situations. And I could see Dallas going for someone like Kalijah Kansi at 26th, maybe someone like Brian Breezy, maybe someone like uh, Massey Smith, who was mocked in the second round to the Cowboys by Matt Miller recently. That would be pretty good value. Uh, tough to see, though. Tough to see the Cowboys drafting a defensive tackle in the first round. Not their MO. You never know what the board says, though. You never know that. But still, not what they are used to. I think we're more likely to see them pick an, an offensive lineman than a defensive lineman for sure especially those interior guys. Now, secondary position, uh, secondary needs, excuse me. I'm going with linebacker. Cowboys obviously have Leighton Banderesh. They have Damon Clark. Other than that, they need somebody else for depth. And also, I, I have a difficult time believing that both Clark and Banderesh are going to play 17 games each next season. So you need people on that linebacker room. It's an interesting spot because if the Cowboys do not draft somebody, they can still do things a la 2022 when they signed Anthony Barr closer to the season. I could see them doing something similar later in the year. But also, I could see them doing the following. 
get that Jaron Kearse type player that we've been talking about. The Cowboys had visits for the Marbion Obershone, right? Who is a converted player from one position to the other. They are hosting Marte Mapu from Sacramento State, who is a hybrid player as well. And we know that the Cowboys, with Dan Quinn as defensive coordinator, they are willing to have this positionless players on their defense. And Jaron Kears had this linebacker-type role, but he also was a safety, but he also played some nickelback stuff. Dan Quinn will not shy away from that. That is almost like the future of football, and every time it seems like it's the present of football. I, I do think the Cowboys could address the linebacker need with a linebacker slash safety type player, a versatile guy, if you will. Uh, I also have cornerback as a secondary need. Sure, give me Stephon Gilmore. I'm happy about that. Dayron Bland, happy. Trevon Diggs, obviously happy. It is a pretty damn good starting trio of cornerbacks, but you can't never, ever have too many of those guys. And Gilmore might not be a long-term play. He might be about to play his final year in the NFL. Probably, I would say so. Darren Bland, still a guy that played half a season, and obviously he showed what he can do. I wouldn't dare criticize the guy, but my point is you need more cornerbacks in that room. You need depth. Anthony Brown is essentially gone. We don't know if the Cowboys will look at the, poten- the possibility of re-signing him later, but I, I would just add, cornerback as a secondary need for any team in the NFL that doesn't have it as a primary need, if I'm being honest with you. Similar stuff for wide receiver. Sure, you have Brandon Cooks now, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, looking good, but also you're playing 11 personnel in the NFL nowadays. So you need like at least four or five guys, especially if Gallup is a guy you could move on from in the near future. Brandon Cooks too, at the end of the day. Uh, Michael Gallup, uh, CeeDee Lamb, obviously. You need to extend him, but you need more guys. So I would I would be taking a wide receiver where applicable. And finally, tertiary needs. Uh, give me offensive tackle and edge rusher because just like cornerback, you can't never have too many of those. Give me a running back. Not a secret for the Cowboys. They moved on from sick. Tony Pollard is the guy. I don't buy into the idea that Pollard cannot have 20 touches per game. I don't buy it, but I will say this. Pollard is coming off an injury. He is franchise stacked. We don't know. We don't really know if the Cowboys are going to extend him for the long term. And, uh, you know, you, 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 just, you just never know. And I think the Cowboys need some insurance at the position, if I'm being honest with you. Mark Aaron says, running back needs to move up your list. And I thought about ranking it higher. I thought about it. But also, I had to respect Tony Pollard. Like, I don't really, really need one as much as I think that I need a linebacker, a cornerback, and a wide receiver. Uh, But I can see the argument for that. I I really can. I really can. Uh, Kicker. We'll talk more about that in a few moments. But I'm telling you, kicker is a need for Dallas. He's kind of might, might not be it if we're being real. And then edge rusher, the Cowboys have plenty of them, but you can't never have enough. Yeah. So 
I had to include it as well. You always want to be building that defensive end room every single time. Let's see what you got. Uh, let's see what you have for me in the chat. Let's see. Uh, Blue Dab says, Mo, who, who are your Steelers taking the first? You know those are not my Steelers, Blue Dabs. You know that. Blue Dabs likes to bully me a little bit because of my Steeler fan girlfriend. <laughs> Running back. Oh, no, I had already read that one. Let's see here. Robert Chuk says, we grab a back in the fifth round. I'm going to be honest with you. I think that running back becomes a very real possibility starting in the third round. I've seen some mocks in which the Cowboys grab one in the second round. Wouldn't be a total surprise, but I don't like it would have to be maybe like Jamar Gibbs. And I don't know if he will make it that far. And of course, obviously also kind of assuming that Vijan Robinson is not around for the 26th pick because if he's there, I also have a hard time believing that the Cowboys pick him. I said that about Michael Meyer. I think that if both are on the board, uh, the Cowboys might lean beyond. I don't know how, uh, what they're thinking exactly, but that's my what my guess would be. So other than that, I think third round is the first round in which the Cowboys are might get close to picking a running back. And obviously, you could talk about guys like Zach Evans from Ole Miss. You could talk about Kendra Miller from TCU, who is a 30 visit. Evans is also a 30 visit. Uh, Rashawn Johnson. Rashawn Johnson was not a visit from what I know, but they did work him out. Uh, Rashawn Johnson is a Texas Longhorn. And I would put higher odds on him being a Cowboy than Bijan Robinson, maybe. I think, I think the third round... From, from the third round on, it's, it's going to be interesting for, for running backs. Oh, Zach Charbonnet could be another one from UCLA. Probably would have to get him in the second, though. Let's see here. Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. Uh, I love uh, Texas backup. I love it since I love weed. Man, Rashawn Johnson is good. He's a good, good prospect. He's obviously no Bijan, but you... Uh, you watch those Texas Longhorns games, and, and Johnson has it. Like, I would be very comfortable giving him 50% of the touches at running back if, if you can pick him in the third round. Like, let's go for it. That, that, that would be a steal, in my opinion. Had to get some water. Excuse me. Let's see here. Uh... Dijon Mustard, I'm good. <laughs> where is that? Where is that nickname coming from? Go get King Henry, says Vinnie Lewis. Man, it would have to be very inexpensive for me to pull that trigger on that one. Honestly, I still think the Cowboys will trade back, says Mark Aaron, possibly to pick 32. If you guys have watched Primetime for a while now, you know where I stand when it comes to the trade backs. In few, in a few words. In a few words, I this is where I stand. Every single blog, every single website, every single podcast of every single team in the NFL has one article, has one episode about why it is the best idea for the team to trade back. Now, this is kind of a pet pip for me, but <laughs> because obviously we we understand the value in trading back. Get more capital, 
you get one more dart to, to throw at the board. And sometimes it happens. But it's less likely than it appears every time. And I, I kind of get frustrated because every single fan base, every single website, every single team has that take at one point. And I'm not saying it won't, ha it won't happen. I'm not saying I wouldn't like it. I just don't like to spend a lot of time diving into it. And I always want to share this pet peeve of mine in draft season. That being said, though, I'm not entirely sure about, you know, trading back from 26th overall. Like, I would have to know what the compensation is, obviously. But also, man, I don't think that it would be very good. And I'm not sure that the board will be wiped out at 26th. I have a hard time believing that it will be wiped out. I, I have a hard time believing that, that I won't like one of those names when the time comes. Maybe if you're thinking like, what, offensive line? If you're thinking Osiris Torrance from Florida and Steve Avila from TCU, could be, I guess. Those two have dropped recently, like across the, the top insiders mocks, I feel like. I feel like, uh, and this might be wrong, but I feel like Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, Matt Miller, Dane Brugler have dropped some of those to the second. And, and I wonder if that is something that they're hearing around the league. Maybe the NFL is not as high on these interior offensive linemen as we are. But you never know. You never know. So watch out for them too, obviously. Why trade back when 26 is already at the back of the draft? Says Bruce got the toxic use. And I agree. I don't think you're going to get a lot of value. I don't think it will be better than, than what? I have trouble believing that it will be a fourth. I think a fourth is the highest that you could get out of that transaction. So I kind of I kind of don't see that happening. Uh, David says, trade up to get Hyatt or Robinson. Robinson, you would have to trade up for. Hyatt, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that Hyatt will be off the board. Or at least not that it's super likely that he will be. And I'm not sure that he's a player that I would like the Cowboys to trade up for. Personally. I'm talking about personally here. If offensive tackle Broderick Jones was available at 26, Dallas should grab him. I wouldn't oppose that for a single second. I wouldn't. So I agree there for sure. Anyways. Did we get through with the needs? Yeah, we did. There you go. So now let's talk about that wide receiver need that the Cowboys have. Because the Cowboys might have that need a little bit higher than we do. And I'm, I'm saying this because of their top 30 visit list. Like their list includes Jillian Hyatt from Tennessee. It includes Safe Flowers from Boston College. It includes Quentin Johnson from TCU, Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss, who is seen as a round two prospect rather than a first one. They also, quote unquote, visited with Jackson Smith and Jigba. And I use quotes because he wasn't technically a top 30 visit. He was a local prospect that they could host without him counting towards that uh, number 30. So they clearly want somebody. Uh, Robert Prince, the wide receiver coach, led the pro day for the Bolts 
And obviously the Bolts have Hyatt, but they also have Cedric Tillman, who could be a round two prospect for the Cowboys at a wideout. And it seems to me, and I touched on this last Thursday, it seems to me like the Cowboys want pass catchers for Dak Prescott. You remember that San Francisco 49ers game? I'm sorry if I said this on Thursday already. I think that I did, but I'm not entirely sure. So just in case, I will say this. After that 49ers wildcard loss two seasons ago, it felt like the Cowboys were just pushed around and pushed around and pushed around. And Mike McCarthy came out and he said, we want to get more physical. We want nasty players on the team. And they got Tyler Smith. They got Sam Williams. They got Jake Ferguson. They got nastier. And then fast forward one year later, and you're getting bit bitten by the 49ers once more. But this time, it's not because they are bullying you at the line of scrimmage. It's because when D'Amico Ryans was able to remove C.D. Lamb from the equation, nobody else was generating separation. And you couple that with one of the worst performances that we've seen from Dak, and it was game over. And it seems that, you know, the trade for Brandon Cooks, they restructured Michael Gallup, they picked up, obviously, CeeDee Lamb's fifth-year option. That was an automatic decision, but still. And they're hosting all of these wide receiver guys, and people are talking about tight ends. It seems like the theme of this draft, just like last year it was nastiness, is getting pass catchers for Dak, getting Dak some help on offense. Not only that, but you're changing the offense up. You're trying to spice things up for Prescott. Mike McCarthy is going to be the architect of the offense. You're moving on from Kellen Moore, even though he had the stats to vouch for him. So it seems like the theme of this offseason, at least to me, is surround, surround Prescott with better pass catchers and surround Prescott with a better, better support system. So I, I strongly believe that the Cowboys are targeting pass catchers in the first two rounds of the draft. I, I, that is my strongest take heading into Thursday. That being said, 26th overall might be tough to get that done. So I loved one question that former Cowboy scout Brian Broaddus was made on Twitter about where does he think the Cowboys are at in terms of wide receivers in round two? How would they rank them? And he responded and he shared his, I would say you could call it a prediction. Here's how he thinks the Cowboys are stacking up their wide receivers for round two. He was asked this by Brant Holmes, and Brian Broaddus replied, Cedric Tillman, who's from Tennessee, Marvin Mims from Oklahoma, Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss, and finally, Rasheed Rice from SMU. Now, my question from me to you in the chat is, do you agree or disagree that the Cowboys will strongly target a pass catcher. Let me know in the chat. And while you do that, let me talk to you about my takeaway from that brother's tweet. Because I see Tillman, I see Memes, I see Mingo, and I see Rice. And out of, out of those four, three of them have a very, very similar trait. And, and I would just say, like, their size. Combining everything, right? Tillman is a big wide receiver. Mingo is also big. And Rasheed Rice is also big. Uh, Marvin Mims is the exception to that rule. 
to that trade at least. So it's interesting to me because I think that the Cowboys are, are looking at those guys because of that. And maybe it's also just like the way that these wide receiver class is built, especially if for round two, because for round one, you do have Addison, you do have Smith and Jigba, you do have, uh, say, Flowers. But talking about round two here, you might get those big guys. And you already have C.D. Lamp who can dominate from the slot. So you don't really need a small guy. I'm just saying, watch out for that in this in this draft. Those those pass catchers, but also maybe those big pass catchers. Let's see what you have to say in the chat. Uh, Katharina goes would agree. Jonathan also agrees. Uh, day two picks is Mark. Gregory goes with agrees. Mark Aaron says, uh, I agree that we need a bigger wide receiver. Ines also agrees. Blue Dabs. Shout out to Jonathan Taylor who's watching the show. Blue Dab says, uh, I, I want memes bad. Great kid. I feel like Marvin memes is kind of like this high-key pet cat of the Cowboys nowadays. Like I, From many analysts that I've followed, a lot of people are on board with Marvin Mims in the second round. David says, Hyatt is the only one. Oh, no, excuse me. Hyatt is the one that they should trade up to get. Plus, I would use Turpin like the 49ers use Debo. You, you, you guys know how I feel about that one. Uh, I've touched on that several times. I, I think we're kind of overrating Kevontae Turpin, man. I think we're being optimistic about, about Turpin. I I'm I just don't buy into it at all. <laughs> and I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I'm just saying Turpin has great speed. Great, great speed. I'm still not confident in him running a slant against a crashing safety. I that's something that I don't want to see, man. Not at all. I don't think that he's like the route runner that you need in the NFL. And also, man, Evil Samuel is freaking insane. Like. I, I don't think Turpin is up to be a full-time wide receiver in the NFL. Much less so kind of feel Debo Samuel's shoes, right? Plus, Debo is big, no? Like, uh, how big is Debo? Let me let me find that really quickly uh, over here in the chat. Let, let me try to find that in the, in the chat, in, in Google. Debo Samuel, like per the 49ers roster. I, I, I want to see how, how much he weighs per the, per the website, at least. Because he's got to be bigger, bro. He's got to be bigger. Man, 40, uh, the 49ers website has him at 215. 215 pounds and obviously six foot. Six feet tall. So he's, he's way bigger. Way, way bigger than, than, uh, than Debo. Than, than Turpin, excuse me. I don't think it would work at all. So yeah, uh, if, if we're talking about the wide receiver room, I could see the Cowboys still being super high on Turpin and kind of wanted to get him on the team, on the roster, but I don't see him being this part of the wide receiver room legitimately. Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. 215 says Tyler Browning. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you to Tyler. And also thank you for the birthday wishes down here. Thank you, sir. And thank you. Thank you for joining tomorrow night, ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I kind of 
spoil it it earlier in the show, but we're having Tyler Browning, who I believe, and, and Tyler, you can break the news here in the comments, but I believe he's about to publish his draft guide. I, a close, close colleague of Tyler, had access, early access to it. <laughs> I think I'm kind of bragging right now. But still, uh, we're going to get Tyler in here. We're going to get somebody smarter than me to talk about the NFL draft. And I'll kind of like throw him some fastballs. And, and he will he will just take care of slamming those home runs. It is released. So go check out Tyler on Twitter, at DiabeticTyler. You can find the draft guide there. It's open for everybody. It's got a top 100. It's got great, great uh, write-ups on the players divided by you know, the trades that he looks at. So I think it's really worth it. Go check it out. And tune in tomorrow night to talk about the draft with Tyler. And also I'm trying to get somebody, trying to get somebody that, you know, I think could give us uh, some pretty cool insight heading into the NFL draft. Because you guys know this. I, I like watching some tape. I like watching some of these players. I don't, I don't put in the work that the the real draft guys put in like i i respect the heck out of it we'll see if we can do it for 2024 i'm gonna try to get a head start because that's always been my problem man i always want to get started on my draft work very late in the year so i need to do that during the season so 2024 watch out because you might get my top top year ever <laughs> in terms of draft content that is my promise from me to you. Oh yeah, Tyler. Tyler mentions it in case in case that was uh in case it was uh not clear. It is free. It is free. I had the beast by Dane Brugler. Sorry, Tyler. Says Mark Aaron. Man, here's the way to go. Here's the way to go. I have Matt Waldman's draft guide. I have Dane Brugler's draft guide. I have Tyler Browning's draft guide. I have. Connor Lipsey's draft guide. And I think I have one more that I'm kind of forgetting right now. So, and, and I listened to Nate Tice on the Athletic Football Show. And I listened to Deanne Talee. The draft is all about getting different opinions. Uh, Jeff Cavanaugh. Blue Daps, hey, Blue Daps says, we want Jeff Cavanaugh from 97.1 The Freak as a guest. Jeff, I'm looking right at the camera and I'm, and I'm saying this. Let's do it for Blue Daps. And let's do it for the two DMs that I've shot your way. Let's get it done. Let's get you on primetime, man. I've always admired Jeff, all kidding aside. Uh, in, more than, in more than a sports host uh, way, like, and I've talked about this before on the show, but Jeff is a guy that will make decisions based on his energy and his happiness level. And that is like, Something that I madly, madly respect. Uh, that's also one of the reasons why Pat McAfee is one of my biggest idols. Like he doesn't give a, a single, you know, F. He left the Colts. He left Barstool. He's now going to be a dad and he's looking for a network to help him carry the show. I think Jeff has, has had some moments like that too. I mean, not, not comparing it directly, but still somebody that I admire. Hopefully we get Jeff in here. One of these days. I would love that. Anyways, moving on a little bit here on the show. Let's get into the possibility of drafting a kicker. I talked about this. 
in a recent article for ADC Sports because Matt Miller from ESPN put together a seventh round, a seven round mock draft. And in the fourth round, in the fourth, he had the Cowboys select Jake Moody from the University of Michigan. Let's open up the, the chat right now and let's ask, are you for or against a kicker in the fourth round? And if you're up and open to a kicker, but not in the fourth round, let me know where would you start considering one? Because I kinda, I, I'm kinda, you know, pro drafting a kicker at this point. The simple reason why is, I don't know where else you look for if you want a kicker. Because you might open up spot rack and look at the free agents out there you're not going to find anybody that you are super excited about. That's the reality of things. That's why Vizcaino is your only rostered kicker at this moment. And you look at the actual NFL draft and you look at the possibility of, okay, who could I take? And speaking of Dane Brugler, he had his own draft guide out and he has two kickers in the entire class that have draft grades. The rest of them are priority free agents or undrafted free agents, but he only has two guys with a draft round grade. And that is Jake Moody, who he has as a fourth or fifth round prospect. And then, and, and then uh, the kicker out of Maryland, I'm sorry, I forgot his name entirely, my bad. Sixth or seventh round grade for Dame Brugler. In other words, if you want the guy who seems to be like a surefire bet, quote unquote, or at least the closest that you would get to that, is Jake Moody. And he made in his career 148 extra points out of 148 attempts. So 100% efficiency rate in extra points. And he made 52 of 60 attempts in his, and this is in his two years as a starter, excuse me, not in his career, two years as a starter. 52 of 60 attempts, that's an 87% efficiency rate, including 10 conversions from 40 plus yards. So he's got the power as well. He won the Lou Grosso Award in 2021, and he was a consensus All-America in 2021. In 2022, he was also a finalist for the Lou Grosso Award. So I think he's like the safest bet that you could make for, for a kicker. Now, Here's where it gets difficult, though. Here is where it gets difficult. And I will share my screen once more here really quickly. And we're going to look at some fourth-round pick history for Dallas. Some of the recent standouts that were drafted in the fourth round. Jake Ferguson is 2022. Tyler Viotis is from 2020. Tony Pollard, 2019. And these are all fourth-round picks, by the way. Armstrong, Dalton Schultz. I skipped some. I'm just showing you the standouts. And if I kept going back further and further, I would get to Dak Prescott in 2016. In other words, your fourth round pick is not any day three pick. Right? Like you're likely losing a shot at a key contributor for your team. And the Cowboys have done a pretty damn good job in the fourth round. I am in favor 
even even still i am in favor of taking one in the fourth round just because i don't see what the other option is you know you know why the commander sold for six billion dollars recently and why every time they seem to double in value it's not just because of cash flows it's not just because of you know net worth and all of that it's also about that premium that they rarely come available supply and demand and there is a high supply for kickers and a very excuse me very low demand for kickers and a very high what am i saying very high demand very low supply all right nailed it so i would be i would be up for it i would be up for it man this is like uh there's there's this mexico game right now in football and i think it's getting kind of close and people are going crazy in my text messages oh no but it's over now my team won chihuahua won eh, it wasn't as close 25 33 come on come on i stopped watching at 33 17 so it wasn't as close hit rate drops off after the fourth says mark Take one in round seven, says Ines. That's the point, though. That's the point. I looked at the class, and you're not getting one. I mean, not, not one that makes you feel better than, say, Chris Nagar last year. Or, or Jonathan Garivai before that. I, I'm up for it. I'm up for it, for sure. Even in the fourth round. Let's see what you guys have to say. I, uh, there were a lot of comments earlier that I missed. Oh, Matt, here we go, says Tyler. I watched Jeffrey's show on YouTube, says, oh, Mark, yeah, man, we, we need to get that. We need to get that happening. Free agent kicker Pratter. Uh, Gould has also been mentioned, I think. Open sixth round, says John, in the fourth against, against for Robert Chuk. A lot of people are against it. A lot of people. Beast mode also against it. Sixth round, says Mark Aaron. Katharina goes with, excuse me, against it. Not the fourth, says Joey Vela. Tampa drafted that Florida State kicker and he couldn't make a kick in the NFL. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. That that happened. Man. The Tampa Bay Bucs drafted Roberto Aguayo in the second round. And they won a Super Bowl before the Cowboys. Like, what the heck? I get pissed every time that I remember that. Maher has to go, says John. Chihuahua, says Gregory. Yes, sir. The Chihuahua Caudillos. <laughs> Maybe in the fifth, says Bruce, got the toxic use. Yeah, like if Jake Moody is there in the fifth, do you trade up to get him? Do you trade up for a kicker? I wouldn't rule that out. What's up, Blake? Thank you for joining us, too. Anyways... Robbie Gold, for real. Let's look at Robbie Gold's PFR page before we get out of here tonight. Because I'm curious. Because he's, he's a guy that I would consider, for sure. Just based on the name, right? But I also kind of don't know why the 49ers, out of every other team, you know, moved on from him. Because if you're the 49ers, like... You're the favorite to win the NFC, probably. I don't know if it's them or the Eagles in the in the betting world. I think it's the 49ers. Last year, he made uh, 27 out of 32. Long one was a 51. That's an 80, 
4% hit rate, by the way. He was 2 for 2 on 50 plus attempts. He was 7 for 11 in 40 to 49 attempts. 5 for 5, 30 to 39, and 13 for 14, 20 to 29. Extra points wise, he missed only one out of 51 attempts. So he's, he seems to still, to still has it, right? Like, but he's 40 years old. He's, he's 40 years old, so maybe you never know. Maybe that's why some teams have, I mean, no one has signed him. And I hate that logic, but maybe it becomes more relevant for kickers. I don't know if this is making any sense. Like, it's tough to evaluate kickers. And, and, and we all know this. I'd go for Jake Moody in the fourth. Obviously, depending on who's there, but still, I, I would. Ladies and gentlemen, loaded show. We're pushing 50 minutes now, so we're going to get out of here. This is one of the longest shows that we've had on primetime in a while, and I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is time to watch Succession, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. Uh, as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Check out the ride of the week over on their website. And check out the website to adcsports.com slash Dallas. I wrote about several of the topics that we touched on tonight. Actually, the four of them. So make sure you go check out those articles on the website. Thank you to Gilbert. Thank you to John. Thank you to everybody who tuned in tonight. Robert, Joey Vela. All of you, make sure you tune in tomorrow night because we're getting a draft expert on the show and we are having a draft primer for the Cowboys. Thank you so much and I will see you tomorrow night. Nos vemos. Muchísimas gracias. Bye-bye.